0: So welcome, Kathy. We're looking forward to hearing about the ways that the Enneagram has supported you in your personal growth in your life. And Mm -hmm. I know that you identify with Point 4. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in your journey with understanding about Point 4 and the inner work that you've done with that, what is one of the things that has had the most impact and transformational effect on your life?
2: I think I can answer
0: that um, pretty clearly, that
2: not making decisions based on my feelings and actually sometimes not even asking myself, like, do I want to do this? I just, because I feel if I ask myself, do I want to do this or that, I'm talking to the ego structure and it doesn't really want to do anything and it just basically says no. Um, Or it'll generate some darker explanation for why there's a no but just to shift my attention away from the feelings and then clarity surfaces.
0: So that sounds pretty profound. I mean, that's a really different orientation than how you lived most of your life prior to that, right?
2: I I would say definitely. I didn't know there was an option.
0: Was it more uncomfortable making the change? Or when you look back, was it actually more uncomfortable to live from... Just making decisions and
2: feeling. Yeah, that's it. It, it. It's definitely better now. Um, and actually, I think even along the way, I learned not to push away discomfort, but not to take it as the truth. So even when something is extremely uncomfortable, it doesn't feel as bad because I have distance from the part of myself that's suffering. So I don't know if that makes sense. I certainly can suffer, but but learning not to take it seriously. It's like wearing the ego as a looser garment, I think, is the way it's put. So yes, it still can be seen quite clearly. But I have a more gentle relationship with it, and I'm freer from its dictates, I would say.
0: Wonderful. So, you know, w- I work with obviously every type, and this is one of the main things is for just really it's like how they feel is what they think the truth is. And getting, yeah. you know, getting some distance, as you say, from that and some perspective on what that's really arising from is really, really challenging. What did you do? Can you, can you even say one thing that you did when you would have mm-hmm. these very powerful surges of feelings, the way for Mm-hmm. do, what would you mm-hmm. do with the feelings?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that might be that I used to just
0: feel shame about
2: whatever the feeling was, and I started to love the the part that was feeling the pain. So it couldn't, it didn't have to hide from me. It could be loved and accepted. It's like I carry it around like my pet. I don't mean to minimize it because I still can easily shift back into spaces where I do lose perspective, but I think loving every aspect of it. So I don't hate my foreignness. I don't hate my negativity even. I'm like, oh, come here, you know. I, I say everybody's welcome. So I guess I kind of treat it like a child with uh, love. Uh, Try. And
0: Except- that's an interesting description, and so do you find that in treating it, like a child, that there's a way that it's maturing over time? I'm not sure. Uh,
2: It's a good question. Um, If maturing means primarily being able to step back and not take its primary voices as seriously, then yes. Uh, If it's changing... uh, it still seems primarily negative, and to say I, I don't know if it's an aspect of four, that it's a primarily just a blanket no to life. I don't want to be here. Uh, something's wrong. Something's missing. Um, so I don't see those particular thoughts evolving. I just, I just, I'm not sure they they can. They they're just taken less seriously.
0: Right, and you take them less seriously, then you're able to make different choices, and your life, as you said, feels much better and probably feels healthier. And I'm wondering then if, yeah, the voice is there, but because it's being held by something more strong and healthy, is it less Mm -hmm. reactive or less frequent, let's
2: say? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think I see that when in my work I see people who are earlier in their journey and I just breathe a sigh of relief that uh yes yeah, it, it must life is much easier um, and I'm less identified with the whole prospect. I mean when I've introduced recently the enneagram to some earlier in their journey fours and they they're upset they don't want to be that and it seems so bad and um, I remember feeling like that but I don't even feel like that now so yeah day to day I walk around. I mean, I guess it's still a forethought. Like I'm not gonna be a good representative for you, like as a four because I'm not doing four as well. <laughs> right.
0: Well, you know what? I hate to blow I hate to blow your delusion but you're being a great representative. <laughs> so um and so let's move on to relationships then. If you could just give one piece of advice to people who love fours and want to build healthy relationships with them, be it friends, Mm -hmm. you know, children, Mm -hmm. parents, uh, significant others? Mm -hmm. What would would that piece of advice be?
2: I I think the um, most effective is for people to let me know that they know how much I love them, that even if my behavior hasn't always communicated that clearly, that I just love them, and I want them to kind of take my my guard more lightly, too. Like, I want them to know, like, I don't mean it, mm. kind of, you know, that I intend to be as loving as, I, that's what I want them to know, how much I love them.
0: You know, this is really powerful, Kathy, because another four that we have on this series who's a male really essentially said exactly the same thing in, in just different words.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so it mm-hmm. must be... Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe. You maybe,
0: yeah. maybe say a little something about what the feeling of love is inside for you, for people that you care about, even if the mm-hmm. behavior a little... Um, in, in the. yes. <laughs> Like like what it is that i
2: I feel inside or what i
0: yeah um, what what is the quality of love that you feel inside for people
2: uh, I feel like i would i want them to know how good they are, and that I see them, and that i i would I said it the other day, I think. This someone I care about, I would do anything if there's anything you need um, you just have to tell me like I might not jump up before the uh the twos do, but as soon as you tell me that something's needed, I would do it, and i I can't I, the thought of you suffering you the object of my love like i pains me um I don't want to contribute to your suffering in any way, so. Tell me what you need. Um, mm.
0: And so, if you were to if you were to offer one piece of advice to people who love fours, when the four is, you know, having as you said, sort of the whatever garb yeah. it is, maybe the garb's a little yeah. distressing at that moment.
2: Yeah. What yeah. Ha,
0: what's the best way to approach a four about what that what they're doing is not feeling good, you know, yeah, it's tricky, <laughs>
2: the best way
0: uh, at least one way uh,
2: well, sometimes we
0: actually do have to
2: play like some simple things if if when I'm kind of regressed, I could think of a small example, packing up the car from a vacation, and uh, I don't want help, um. Uh, I'm trying to do this for my partner because this is the loving thing. I'm offering a loving thing. So if you want to help or you want to be involved and I bite, like get away, like then uh, you have to use kind of a simple, I I, know I'm not saying this as clearly, but it's like sort of like a simple-minded, what do people call it? Like, you know, negative psychology. Like what do people, you know, saying the opposite? Like, okay, like, don't offer me something. Step away. I have to, I have to, I know this isn't very clear. Um, I guess it could be interrupted by saying, I really need something from you. Could you stop for a second, whatever you're doing, and then, and notice, and that'll usually work at this point. If if the other tells me, hey, stop, I'll, I'll stop. Like, it doesn't take much to shake me out of it.
0: Um, you know, I have yeah, found so. that to be true for some reason. I think fours do really respond. It's almost like when you set a boundary and you just say stop or, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't okay. Yeah. Or, I think it, yeah. for some reason it really does impact fours, yeah.
2: Yeah, I could hear it. It's just, a, I even might know it. I just don't care in the moment. Like, And that's not true. Like the ego is saying, it doesn't care. I don't care if I'm bothering you, you know. That would be what the ego would say to me, and that's not true. So it's like maybe even saying, you know, I know, I know you. You know, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. just saying that yeah. something where you, it's 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 not that hard to reach. Mhm.
0: Thank so you. Maybe for not that. using their own language. Yeah. Thank you. So there's going to be a lot of fours around the globe that will be listening to this over the next few years. Kathy, what would you like to share from your heart to, the, to your fellow fours?
2: <laughs> oh, Welcome. Uh, well, we really are an interesting crew. And, uh, I think we could give ourselves permission to enjoy each other and ourselves and use the Enneagram as this most useful tool I've ever come across to, to get to the truth, which is what's driving all of us and we've always known is what we want. So Enneagram's a wonderful guide on our journey and we can love being fours.
0: Yes. Yes, <laughs> fours can love being fours and the people who are around fours can love fours. So... <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today and many blessings on your journey.
2: Uh, Thank you, Jess, and uh, I hope some of this turns out to be useful in some way. Happy to help. All I want. Yep. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. So welcome, Kathy. We're looking forward to hearing about the ways that the Enneagram has supported you in your personal growth in your life. And mm-hmm. I know that you identify with Point 4. So mm-hmm. in your journey with understanding about Point 4 and the inner work that you've done with that, what is one of the things that has had the most impact and transformational effect on your life?
2: I think I can answer that um pretty clearly that not making decisions based on my feelings and actually sometimes not even asking myself, like, do I want to do this? I just, because I feel if I ask myself, do I want to do this or that, I'm talking to the ego structure and it doesn't really want to do anything. And it just basically says no. Um, Or it'll generate some darker explanation for why there's a no, but just to shift my attention away from the feelings and then clarity Surfaces.
0: so that sounds pretty profound i mean that's a really different orientation than how you lived most of your life prior to that right
2: I, I would say definitely i didn't know there was an option
0: was it more uncomfortable making the change or when you look back was it actually more uncomfortable to live from just making decisions <laughs> from your feelings?
2: Yeah, that's it. It's definitely better now. Um, And actually, I think even along the way, I learned not to push away discomfort, but not to take it as the truth. So even when something is extremely uncomfortable, it doesn't feel as bad because I have distance from the part of myself that's suffering. That. So I don't know if that makes sense. I certainly can suffer, but, but learning not to take it seriously. It's like wearing the ego as a looser garment, I think, is the way it's put. So yes, it's it still can be seen quite clearly. But I have a more gentle relationship with it, and I'm freer from its dictates, I would say.
0: Wonderful. So, you know, I work with obviously every type, and this is one of the main things is for just really it's like how they feel is what they think the truth is. And getting, yeah. you know, getting some distance, as you say, from that and some perspective on what that's really arising from is really, really challenging. What did you do? Can you can you even say one thing that you did when you would have mm-hmm. these very powerful surges of feelings, the way four mm-hmm. do, what would mm-hmm. you do with the feelings?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that might be that I used to just feel shame about whatever the feeling was, and I started to love the the part that was feeling the pain. So it couldn't, it didn't have to hide from me. It could be loved and accepted. It's like I carry it around like my pet. I don't mean to minimize it because I still can easily shift back into spaces where I do lose perspective. But I think loving every aspect of it, so I don't hate my fortis. I don't hate my negativity even. I'm like, 'Oh'll come here, you know. I I say everybody's welcome. So I guess I kind of treat it like a child. With love. Uh, Try. And
0: Except. that's an interesting description and so do you find that in treating it like a child that there's a way that it's maturing over time?
2: <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, it's a good question Um, if maturing means primarily being able to step back and not take its primary voices as seriously then yes Uh, if it's changing uh, it still seems primarily negative and to say I I don't know if it's an aspect of four that it's primarily just a blanket no to life I don't want to be here uh, something's wrong, something's missing. Uh, so I don't see those particular thoughts evolving. I, mm-hmm. just, I just, I'm not sure they they can. They, they're just taken less seriously.
0: Right, and you take them less seriously, then you're able to make different choices, and your life, as you said, feels much better and probably feels healthier. And I'm wondering then, if, yeah, the voice is there, but because it's being held by something more strong and healthy, is it less mm. reactive or less frequent, let's say?
2: Oh, I think so. I mean, I think I see that when in my work I see people who are earlier in their journey, and I just breathe a sigh of relief that, uh, yeah, it, it must, life is much easier. Um, and I'm less identified with the whole prospect. I mean, when I've introduced recently, the Enneagram to some earlier in their journey fours, and they, they're they upset. They don't want to be that, and it seems so bad. And um, I remember feeling like that, but I don't even feel like that now. So, yeah, day to day, I walk around. I mean, I guess it's still a fourth thought. Like, I'm not going to be a good representative for you, like, as a four, because I'm not doing four as well. <laughs>
0: Or, well, you know what? I hate to blow. I hate to blow your delusion, but you're being a great representative. <laughs> so,
2: um,
0: and so let's move on to relationships. Then, if you could just give one piece of advice to people who love fours and want to build healthy relationships with them, be it friends, mm-hmm. you know, children, mm-hmm. parents, uh, significant others, mm-hmm. what, would, what would that piece of advice be?
2: I think the um, most effective is for people to let me know that they know how much I love them, that even if my behavior hasn't always communicated that clearly, that I just love them, and I want them to kind of take my my guard more lightly, too. Like, I want them to know, like, I don't mean it, <laughs> kind of, you know, that I intend to be as loving as. I, I, that's what I want them to know, how much I love them.
0: You know, this is really powerful, Kathy, because another four that we have on this series, who's a male, really essentially said exactly the same thing in in just different words. Um, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so this hmm. must be... Mm-hmm. Maybe. You maybe. Yeah. maybe say a little okay. something about what the feeling of love is Inside, for you, for people that you care about, even if the mm-hmm. behavior's a little. Um, in, in the. Yes.
2: Like, like what it is that I, I feel inside, or what I. Yeah.
0: Um, what What is the quality of love that you feel inside for people?
2: Uh, I feel like I would. I want them to know. How good they are, and that I see them, and that I—I would—I said it the other day, I think, to someone I care about. I would do anything. If there's anything you need, um, you just have to tell me. Like, I might not jump up before the uh, the twos do, but as soon as you tell me that something's needed, I would do it. And I, I can't. I, the thought of you suffering, you, the object of my love, the guy, pains me. Um, I don't want to contribute to your suffering in any way, so tell me what you need. Um,
0: and so if you were to if you were to offer one piece of advice to people who love fours when the four is, you know, having as you said, sort of the, whatever garb it is, maybe the garb's a little distressing at that moment. What's the best way to approach a four about what what they're doing is not feeling good, you know?
2: Yeah, it's tricky. (laughs) The best way. Uh, mm.
0: At least one way. Uh,
2: Well, sometimes we actually do have to play, like, some simple things, if if when I'm kind of regressed, I could think of a small example, packing up the car from a vacation, and uh, I don't want help. Um, I'm trying to do this for my partner because this is the loving thing. I'm offering a loving thing. So if you uh, want to help or you want to be involved, and I bite, like, get away, like it, then you uh, have to use kind of a simple... I I know I'm not saying this as clearly, but it's like sort of like a simple-minded, uh, what do people call it, like, you know, negative psychology, like what do people, you know, saying the opposite, like, okay, like, don't offer me something, step away, I have to, I have to, I know this isn't very clear, um, I guess it could be interrupted by saying I really need something from you, could you stop for a second, whatever you're doing, and then, and notice and that'll usually work at this point if if the other tells me hey stop I'll, I'll stop like it doesn't take much to shake me out of it um, you know I have yeah, found so, that
0: to be true for some reason I think fours do really respond it's almost like when you set a boundary and you just say stop or mm-hmm. you know this isn't okay yeah. Or I think it, yeah. for some reason it really does impact fours yeah
2: yeah, I could hear it. It's just, a, I even might know it. I just don't care in the moment. Like, and that's not true. Like the ego is saying it doesn't care. I don't care if I'm bothering you, you know. That would be what the ego would say to me. And that's not true. So it's like maybe even saying, you know, I know, I know you, you know, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. just saying that yeah. something where you, it's, it's, it's not that hard to reach.
0: Mhm. Thank, well, Thank, yeah. Thank you. So there's going to be a lot of fours around the globe that will be listening to this over the next few years, Kathy. What would you like to hmm. share from your heart to the to your fellow fours?
2: <laughs> oh. Welcome. Well, we really are an interesting crew. And uh, I think we can give ourselves permission to enjoy each other and ourselves and use the Enneagram as the most useful tool I've ever come across to to get to the truth, which is what's driving all of us, and we've always known is what we want. So Enneagram's a wonderful guide on our journey, and we can love being forced.
0: Yes, yes. Fours can love being fours, and the people who are around fours can love fours. So, well, thank yeah. you so much for sharing with us today, and many blessings on your journey.
2: Well, uh, thank you, Jeff, and uh, I hope some of this turns out to be useful in some way. Happy to help. All I want. Yep. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Welcome, Rory. Thank you so much for joining us today and contributing something about your journey with the Enneagram. So you identify as point four. What was it that you learned about being an Enneagram type four that has had the most impact and transformational effect in your life?
1: One of the things that uh, was a real gift in... um, Finally arriving at uh, the realization that I was a four much to my dismay <laughs> was the uh, the sense of a kind of um, uh, uh, a kindness to myself at realizing that um, some of the ways that I would uh be dismissive or disparaging of myself um were you know part of a of a kind of uh, uh you know the other side of a coin that had value you know that 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 uh uh there was worth in in my orientation on the world and and uh it it gave me a sense of kind of relief and and a certain sort of willingness to have compassion for, um, for my limitations and also a sense of um, some of the ways that I, you know, could recognize and value the contributions that I make.
0: Beautiful. So maybe you could say a little bit more about what kind of contributions do you think you make that's particularly well, part of your, your gift as a, as a Type 4?
1: Well, I think it's um it's that uh uh you know, as I understand myself and, and understand the Enneagram type 4, um it is this uh uh a, a kind of deep um abiding uh uh sense of the the nature of things in their in their mystery and their beauty, and um, and their complexity, and the kind of yearning um, around that, and the sense of of loss of that, um, but also the sense of its possibility, and and so so for me in my life, um, there have been strivings to create. Um, not like other forms necessarily a kind of visual concrete refuge of beauty but moments of of beauty um, uh, sort of sanctuaries from the the mundane where something of that depth Experienced and appreciated and realized. And so uh, that's been part of my life in, in my teaching. Um, in, at, uh, I teach at uh, anthropology and, and cultural sustainability. Um, and I also um, bring it into uh, the love that I have for music and, and drumming particularly and um, events that I've helped shape then you know it's like you create this little invitation of heaven on earth where people's gifts and their fullness can be appreciated and realized and where they can then be able to have that received by other people i uh, that that to me is is you know it's not a matter of doing the right thing or doing things correctly or or You know, making sure that uh, everything is by the book or, or, you know, uh, uh, doing things with great strength, any of those other things. It's, it's about, it's about the, the appreciation of the fullness of existence.
0: And so, you know that you said in the beginning that, much to your dismay, you discovered you were a four. <laughs> if you could say, what would it be the main thing that you were dismayed about, and then whether or not, as you've worked with the enneagram, you you have more understanding or compassion about that?
1: Um, well, the there's, I think, a kind of um, sort of. Wisdom and the Enneagram, or I don't know—it's a misconception, really, uh, about fours. You know that that they're uh, sort of morose and mercurial and moody and 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 often ineffectual. You know, and and I sometimes see, you know, and I see those things. I, I've seen those things in myself, and this is the sort of. The negative burden of of feeling things deeply and sort of attributing, you know, uh, a, a sense of ultimate reality to you know a, a transient emotional state. <laughs> so I kind of was like, okay, well those you know those those fours are like that. And actually, I have a brother who I was like, well, he's totally a four, um, but I you know I'm I'm not like him. But then I realized, well, he's quite a four, but so am I. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, you know, then then sort of realized that there were there were, there were gifts in this. But um, you know, it's a challenge, and part of the work with the enneagram and realizing the sort of some of the, the 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 dynamics of of my type. Um, you know, it involves kind of stepping away from just going downstream with whatever is emotionally most, you know, alive, um, whether, you know, whether that's darkness or light. Um, and, and, uh, you know, seeing myself as a, from the vantage point of the witness um, with a little bit more equanimity about, about, those you know those challenges um and so yeah that i think has been has been powerful you know so there's both i guess you know that the the faith in and and the kind of uh affirmation that you know i'm not just a completely screwed up human being but (laughs) that you know there's something good underneath that or that, that you know that's actually it's because i'm you know i'm seeing the world in a way that you know is a gift um and that uh and also you know to sort of have a little bit of mercy and a little bit of um sort of self awareness about uh about my own processes and the kinds of ways that i get tempest tossed you know <laughs> on emotions
0: so, Rory, if you could say just one thing to people who are wanting to build um, beautiful and healthy relationships with fours, what might you say to them to be aware of, or to, or a way, or a way that they can actually build a good relationship with a four?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it, uh, you know, I could sort of, I think of it both in terms of like work relations and uh, sort of productivity and, you know, making things happen in the world. And I also think of it in terms of uh, sort of romantic relationships and and family. Um, uh, And I think it's important that, you know, to have both in in this because those are both challenges for us fours. Um, uh, In terms of the the uh the productive stuff um i think that there are ways to be bosses to fours and collaborators with fours um that involve uh really embodying and expressing some unconditional appreciation for the value of their contribution Mm-hmm. um and and a willingness to be um uh flexible in terms of what that contribution is um you know it's not about 9 to 5 it's about epiphany and it's about inspiration very often um and uh and to value those contributions in, in is a very powerful way that you know for me when I've had the the opportunities to work with people and work for people that have um seen you know that this is a you know that I have something to share and give and that it's actually somewhat unique but you know then then I can I can express that and I can then you know sort of be a contributor like other people (laughs) which is kind of what we sort of need to learn um and then the other piece, in terms of romantic stuff or, or um, personal interpersonal relationships, um, uh, I think that you know one of the things that is really great for us fours is to be with other fours and to be able to be um, kind of crazy in love with things about how wild and interesting they are. there's that um, you know there's a kind of fellowship piece that I think is really real um, but the other thing is to is I think it is about a certain kind of space and a certain kind of faith um, if I'm, I'm thinking about people that I have you know been meaningfully and uh, enduringly supportive of me in my life I think they, they've sort of fathomed that um I'm going to be moody, I'm going to be mercurial, I'm not always going to be reliable, but that my heart is in the right place and that I'm, you know, I'm capable of loving them in a way that, you know, is is true and deep. Um uh so, you know, smiling goes a long way. Uh, like that kind of Smile of like, I, I see you and I value you and um and I'm amused and delighted and appreciative of you. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, we we fours need that and um we thrive on it.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. There's two statements you said that I just are are really memorable. That it's not about nine to five, for the work. It's about the epiphany. And um, and then the other one was that we may be moody and we may be mercurial, but our heart is in the right place. So I really want to thank you for those. And just to say to you here at the end, um, so generous with your time and your thoughts about this, what would you like to say to your fellow fours around the globe? Anything in particular?
1: You are lovely. And you hold, you hold, the 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 real secret we need which is to participate so deeply in things that 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 everything is seen in its fullness and its 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 beauty and if we could do that then the world would change and we each have our little contribution to make in Small ways and in not so small ways at reminding uh, uh, reminding everyone in a world that is gray on the one hand in its sort of superficiality and chaotic in its sort of multiplicity and and entanglements you know we can we can hold fast to something really 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 true and beautiful and um and that's a gift that we can share so love to all of you and let's you know let's 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 indulge each other in in our nature and uh and and you know be restorative presences to one another as um no one else is going to quite be able to get you like another four
0: Thank you, Roy. This has been a deep and generous sharing.